Alex Jones might be a psycho uh, historian. Hello and welcome to the Better the Bookshelf podcast, episode six. And in this episode, we're talking about uh, Foundation by Isaac Asimov. Uh, I am Ryan, and sitting across from me is my good buddy and fellow host, Jacob. What is going on? How are you doing today, Ryan? It's Friday. I'm happy. It's Friday. It is. Normally record on a Thursday, but yeah. today we had to push it back a little bit just to get this whole book in oh yeah it was uh, it was exhausting yeah so recording on a friday feels good knocking out another fantastic episode so yeah uh so if you haven't read the book uh highly recommend that you don't um and if you haven't don't worry about uh our our discussion because today uh we might be saving you from something um hate to spoil the entire episode but Ugh. it kind of goes with the intro might so, be a shorter episode today yeah so how are we doing today's episode uh, so do you want to still do the plot summary? And yeah. So I, we'll I want do, to talk about we'll do, Yeah, Asimov. we'll do a quick and little dirty plot summary. We'll talk a little bit about the author. We may go into a little bit more detail about the author because, you know, Asimov, even if you've never read any of his work, I'm sure you're familiar with some of the names of his work and just his name in general, kind of the the foundation, uh, not, not to be kind of uh, uh, punny there. But yeah, we'll get into that a little bit and then... Uh, We'll talk about the book, about our thoughts on it, and uh, of course, finish off or maybe start off with uh, uh, with our rating system. <laughs> so let's just get into it. Let's get into the episode. Let's do it. So Foundation, uh, the first in a three-part series describing the collapse and rebirth of an interstellar empire in the universe of the future, or so it would seem. Yeah, I, as usual, concise and, and clear. Uh, so let's talk about Asimov for a second. And This... This guy's kind of all over the place. I would describe him as uh, prolific. Um, so it's he's either written or edited fi- uh, 500, not 50. Uh, 50 different, different, yeah, 50 hundred different, uh, different books. Uh, I also saw he like wrote like nine, 90,000 uh, postcards, which I don't know how you like measure that sort of wow. thing or like why. But at any rate, uh, he has a, a, a work published in nine out of 10 of the major Dewey Decimal categories, which I think is interesting. Uh, and I mean, all around the, the guy was, uh, extremely well educated. I think he had a, a bachelor's in science. Um, and again, like if somebody's listening to this, actually likes the guy and they're like, nah, this is all wrong. I, I don't care. Uh, cause I'm doing this from memory. So, there you go. uh, I think he had his bachelor's from science. Uh, he had, he had an, uh, master in art. Uh, and then he had a PhD in like psychology. So like pretty disparate uh, studies. But at any rate, um, he was extremely smart. He was a member of Mensa. Um, he was a member of like the Humanist Society. I think he was actually the vice president uh, of Mensa or a vice president of Mensa at one point. Um, he ran around with the likes of um, uh, Carl Sagan and Marvin Minsky, who the latter uh, did a lot of like early like artificial intelligence research at MIT. So uh, definitely and Definitely a smart guy. Matter of fact, uh, if you asked him, those two guys were the only people he ever met in his entire life that were smarter than him. Oh, yeah. So I think that that says about all you need to know uh, about this guy. Um, one other notable, notable, uh, he has an asteroid, a crater on Mars, an elementary school, 
and a literary award. Oh, actually, it's just said an award. I shouldn't say it's literary. I hope it's not. Uh, all, all in his. <laughs> Could name. be a science award. Yeah. All, all, uh, all named fiction. after him. Uh, so yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know. You want to know? Anything I mean, we've else? had. I read, we, I read a bunch about. We've it. had some pretty heavy hitters so far on the podcast, but you know, as far as like authors that we've talked about and, and their works, but oh, he had the most amazing mutton chops. Oh yeah, you should definitely. Yeah, his older, yeah, yeah, his older self. I've seen them. They're yeah. they're pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't. Are you working out. on those right now? Is that no, what you're I'm just to... I'm just going with the standard beard, the full uh, beard. But if if I were gonna go shave it off at any point, I would definitely give the mutton chops at least a day. Glorious. So normally at this point we'd talk a little bit about uh, just our thoughts. We'd maybe break down some of the different chapters, some of the different ideas, and and more importantly, we get into our questions. And then at the end we do the rating. But we're just going to get the rating out of the way. We're just yeah. going to go and lay it out there so you guys know how we feel about it. And uh, you can choose to come <laughs> along on this ride with us or not. Uh, we may be uh, we may be alienating ourselves for some uh, some science fiction like purists or Asimov lovers, but. I, uh, neither of us are going to put this book on the shelf. We're both donating it. No, um, I'm not donating it. <laughs> you're not. Are you going to use it to prop up a table or nope, something? Nope. I, I am going to destroy this book in a manner that I can make sure that nobody else could pick it up and make the mistake that we did. Wow. Okay. So you're yeah. a little, you're a little bit more harsh. See, yeah. There's, there's some elements. I, I don't want, I don't want somebody to even like waste the couple bucks at half price books to go buy this after I turned in my very flimsy copy. Wow. Okay. I mean, I, I, I can understand that, 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 that energy sort of emanating. I'm a little bit, I, I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. It's not something that I would necessarily go back and reread. And we'll get into that here in a little bit, but, um, you know, I, 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 if I don't want it, I don't want it just sort of rotting away on my shelf. So yeah, I'd donate it. Okay. So let's, Let's talk about the this one. is the first. This is the yeah. first book. So this is it won't be the last. It, it won't be the last. But this is the first book that we both kind of walked in here pre-production and just sort of looked at each other and shook our heads and just no, this yeah. wasn't this wasn't for us. It's it's you know this is probably a book that that resonates with with people and with especially lovers of this genre. But as I, we said, I don't know why. As we said previously, you know, we're I'm not, just going to be an ass this entire enough. episode. That's fine. I'm sorry. I'll be the good cop. <laughs> you be the bad cop, and the I book will be I the criminal. Even. I guess, but. Uh, you know, we had said prior to this episode, we were, neither of us are real big genre fiction guys. We're not into like fantasy or or Westerns or or sci-fi. And so the kind of stint that we've taken a few of the last weeks into sort of this genre fiction, this is new territory for us. And I will say that this book was not, um, it, it really, uh, none of what I expected out of kind of, uh, a piece that's regarded as such a. Again, a foundation, yeah, a yeah. foundation of, uh, <laughs> of 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 twentieth century sci fi writing. It didn't strike me as in any way like a science fiction novel. For starters, it was it was definitely more of a sort of futuristic, uh, socio political novel. Yeah, um, in which you know, I guess the idea of of, of space and future and and it's in a sci fi setting, but nothing about the book really sort of invokes those kind of fantastic storytelling elements in fact the storytelling in this book um let's just get into it it's it's very it's very much just you know they're very disjointed ideas kind of with a central before we do that let's let's talk about the one nice thing before we just beat it to death okay the the one thing that we thought was was intriguing was sort of the concept of like psycho history, right? Like, yeah, well, the concept of psycho history, and just when this book was written, you know, this book, I guess, a lot of the short stories were written in the the early '40s, and the book itself was actually published in the early '50s. Yeah. Um, 
just the idea, some of the some of the interesting ideas that came out of here with with the idea of like psychohistory and kind of determinalism mm-hmm. or determinist, not determinalism, just sort of this. No, no, no. Just keep going. We can human, make up words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's gonna Google just, what we say. Yeah, just kind of the idea of 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 looking at human behavior as kind of in the same realm with with higher levels of math and statistics and sort of using that as a sort of yeah. a predictive analysis of the downfall of the society. And then yeah. in the future, it, it does, it, it tackles some interesting ideas with that. And just with the idea of, of in the future, using the religion as a means of ensuring this kind of control and this kind of sort of uh, protective bubble around, around themselves. Yeah, it, it, it was, I will give it props that that is sort of a interesting idea that kind of, I appreciated that, that the I concept, the, the, you know, going into this book, the part of the reason why I had, had even purchased this book, you know, I had heard about Asimov and, you know, I had seen the movie iRobot. Not that that's, I'm sure that's a bastardization of the book. But, yeah. Um, also, it was an okay movie. Sure. But just as kind of like, okay, you know, this is sort of, this is the foundation of. <laughs> Would you quit saying that? Century, it, I mean, it, it just, it, it's just a layup right there. It's easy. <laughs> Of, of 20th century science fiction. So I had these sort of expectations and the premise of the book, having you know looked into that before I decided to get into it, it seemed like a really, really interesting concept and like yeah. a really, really interesting premise. And then the book is just entirely filler. Yeah. It's just all filler. It's just dialogue. It's just the characters are very just flat. Yeah, so... But the idea... But but again, it's trying to stick to the positive. We'll, we'll get the little small silver linings of positivity out of this book. Sticking to the idea of the interesting ideas that this book mm-hmm. kind of proposes. Like, it, I mean, I'm, I've been talking a lot. What do you think? I, I mean, so I, I think the concept is, is interesting, right? Um, where you're sort of able to, you know, acknowledge... Um, that a society is heading in the wrong direction um, and that you could ostensibly predict, um, you know, how how things are going to, to progress based on, you know, sort of decisions that society makes as a whole. Sure. I started, you know, I, I wanted all throughout the book for there to be some sort of like flaw in the method. And the fact that like, you know, Asimov takes all the psycho historians out of uh, the story basically after they get on their their planet, um, you lose the ability to like sort of um, make discoveries and, you know, clarify other things, which is like a pillar of science, right? Like the whole concept is, you know, that this is a scientific method and, you know, science is sort of the true religion. Uh, but then you remove people from that and um, or at least from that one that one science that got you here. And, you know, you you, you never challenge the ideas of of Selden like throughout the throughout the book. As a matter of fact, I mean, to use a video game term, uh, I, I think Selden's OP, like the foundation is OP. Like, yeah, I, you know, everything overpowered. For yeah. <laughs> and it people who don't. It's kind of strange that, that it. Yeah. Just the, the idea of you set up. Harry Selden is kind of this this brilliant scientific mind who's who through this method that he's created can predict this downfall. But then, you know, that is like an interesting premise. But there's no sort of there's no sort of flaw there. It's it's it really does. Everything seems to. Oh, you know, I I planned on going into exile. I foresaw right, all right. of this. It's like it's almost like it's like he's kind of an oracle or a, or yeah. a sort of a prophet. 
Um, and you know, they go back and they, you know, wheel out the hologram every 50 years. Right, yeah. so like, all right, Harry, what's, you predicted all this, right? You knew exactly what was going to happen. So right. yes, I knew that this wasn't going to work and that, uh, yeah, it's very, I don't know, like establish it, establishing it as an idea is interesting, but again, it's, that's all it is. It's an idea because you get into the book and you're exactly. hoping that it's like, oh, this is something that's like this living idea that's kind of expanded on. And no, it's just kind of like, this is what it is. And here are different things now. Right. And 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 I think, you know, we can start to get in some of the nuts and bolts a bit with, with this next comment. But like based on this idea, there were there were things that were never explored like in the world itself. So what I mean by that is um, you had this like uh, this reference a few times that like um, you know there weren't psychohistorians uh, later, and you know he couldn't be specific in his holograms because if people knew what the sort of predetermination right. were, then they could fuck it up. Like that's that's sort of what it boiled down to. But um, that whole concept of like you know predestiny and you know can you really ch- ever change your destiny if you knew about it like. Um, you know, time travel and, you know, affecting, you know, futures and, and current and past and all this kind of stuff. Like that is a super cool concept um, yes. that spans science fiction that he barely just like he just leaves out. Like, yeah, it's just it's there. right there. For Instead, him. we need to focus on these like sociopolitical dynamics between these different groups. Yeah, OK, yeah, but, yeah, he, but was, he doesn't even really focus on it's that not even. Stuff. It's just it again. It all kind of boils down to just, I guess, the normal critiques that I hear about genre fiction yeah. or that I hear. In any, I guess, in most things of genre fiction, but a lot in fantasy and science fiction, is you just have these very flat characters. These just yeah. very like, and the interactions between all of them just sort of boil down to just this scheming. Like, how am I going to yeah. get one over on this guy? Yeah. How am I going to get one over on this guy? And there's no real, there's no real story development. No, I mean, I, I would argue that that Asimov is actually one of the like worst writers I've ever written or I've, I've ever read before. It did seem like, like it was very like just the way it was written, the prose, it seemed very, whenever you hit that sort of paragraph mark, it's like, it yeah. gets very uncomfortable. We got to start, we got to yeah. go with something else. We got to yeah. start over again. Like the like long drawn out ideas or long drawn out sort of descriptions or anything yeah. of that doesn't well, exist. Well, and, and, and like the, uh, like the dialogue tags were funny to me. So I started picking up on, um, on he he used uh um reverie like if if like several times he used that word so uh you know if like harden was talking about something and then it said then uh like he stared off in reverie for a few moments and then said you know whatever yeah. and like and then uh one one time he said something along the lines of like uh uh he he said something meditatively and i'm like it's he, what? It's, like, yeah, it did. Are, it did have a feel like it did have like, a feel like if it was like that late high school, early college era where yeah. you're just if you're you're writing and it's just I need to put some type of some type of adjective in here that's going to make this that's just going to give it a little yeah. panache. It's like you know this. I, I think again, this guy was clearly very intelligent. Obviously, but I think we're not, he was we're not so, doubting that. I think and he was it, so far up his own ass yeah. that he didn't know like what good writing was. And here's what has me worried, man. Okay, like. Because I'm, I'm not a, I, I cannot wait. The, the guy that uh, I'm going on vacation with um, is, is into science fiction, I think. Um, and and uh, so I'm excited to talk to him if he's, if he's read this and get his perspective. But if this is what people in this like genre think is like good. 
That's terrifying. To well, me. I think okay. So what I've heard is this is this is like socio science fiction, and then there's the idea of like space operas. Yeah, yeah. As as kind of another, just you know, glorious. Just you take know. it like 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 Star Wars or some example of that. Like that to me would be sort of a space opera. Yeah. Sci-fi, whereas this, I guess, is more trying to be uh, grounded, even though it still is in its own premise is not very grounded no it's it's like i don't know if this is so weird i was thinking about this this morning but like i don't know if you ever like read up about like all the research that goes into like tires on race cars but like formula one race cars like they're they're not just plain like you know rubber compounds like there's a lot that goes into them nascar tires for instance like you have different tires on the inside and the outside of the track if you're racing an oval and to me like this this book is sort of like the first wooden wheel that w- that was ever in existence. <laughs> Fair and, enough. And and a NASCAR guy being like, "Oh yeah, those Pirellis are great, but you should throw some wooden wheels on that thing. Them, them's real tires. Like that that's the equivalent. I don't know why I had to make him southern, but I, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's but NASCAR. like th- that's that's the equivalent to me. If like you point back at a piece of garbage like this and say like, yeah, this is this is like you know boiled down. Well, it's just, I, I don't. There, there's so many other writers out there that are that are really good that have worse stories that are much more enjoyable than something like it. And I, I know that there is a ton of science fiction stuff out there, and it just it frustrates the daylights out of me when you see somebody this talentless as a writer who's held up on such a high pedestal when other people are you know just so much better. Like I, I'm coming s- with the fire. I, that's, I mean, this is sorry, this, I've, had this, like, this is your wheelhouse, right? The, the idea of fiction as a as a as a work as the process behind yeah. it a lot of that like a lot of that i don't i don't have that background in just the process behind but writing you, but, and you source. Read, but, but i understand like, yes yeah. i understand i have the i have the ability to sort of determine oh here's a story and it's good and here's why and and we talked about it in previous stories yep in previous what are the elements that have really engaged us whether it's the writing style whether it's how they use descriptive language whether it's can they tell a good story? Yeah, and this felt like it was it was devoid of any of that. <laughs> it, it had ideas. That was that was yeah. that was the only thing this book kind of was. It was like it has this idea that was maybe unique for its time, but right. it's maybe unique as a foundation <laughs> for science fiction. <laughs> uh, but that was about it. That's where yeah. it stopped. It didn't have character development. It didn't have you know this sort of interesting scenes or interesting story i say scenes because it's not even because it's just there it's so again and that's just the process of i feel like this book was just you know he had these short stories and maybe this sort of stuff would work as kind of an anthology short story thing because that's what originally it was but then it got piled into a book and now it's just like the whole premise behind this is we're just going to have this kind of never-ending because the again if you look back at at, because i read up on some of this too isamov he's basing a lot of this off of a book he read at the time i forget the author but it was the fall of the roman empire okay and they wanted to sort of create this idea in a futuristic setting but sort of with a never-ending kind of timeline timeline yeah they could they could explore a lot of different elements because suppose you know the found they they set this premise up where it's like we can reduce the suffering from thirty thousand to a thousand years so you're already setting up this insanely long timeline that you would ever hope to have you're you're already setting up this expectation it's like well we can't have a character uh, unless it's you know hari and we're like oh we're he's in hologram you know there's there's no sort of continuity there so we have to develop this these different side projects but yeah it just i don't know you know it 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 just lacks all of those things that make for a good story. Yeah, I mean, outside of an idea, I, I will yeah, credit it. An yeah, idea is I always agree. an idea is always the first thing that hooks you in. It's like, yep. okay, 
what are you selling me? Here's the idea and I'm in. But then you have to you have to expand on that and this, right. it doesn't. It just says, here's the idea. And there's no there's yeah. no development yeah. from that. Things just exist now. Well, this and, is- and I'll make the argument too that like he he cut and pasted or copied, I should say, and pasted the hardened timeline with, uh, or the storyline with the one at the end uh, with yeah, Malo. There's a lot of yeah retreading. Like it, all of the stories, all of the stories are very interchangeable in the way that they in the way that they work. And nothing again, else mattered besides those two in the scheme of things, well, though. Like, yeah, and, and another thing, it feels like again that it lends itself to sort of publishing because if you look at serials, right, like serial yeah, comics or yeah. something like that, they follow very similar, you know, yeah. plot patterns or arcs or short stories or things like this. And this yep. feels exactly like what it is. Like every section is the exact same story retreaded with a different character in a slightly different scenario and a slightly yeah. different. So essentially you're reading the same story five times with, I guess the, the, not the, the, you know, sort of the build up to it, but the next two are kind of different. But after that, it's, it's literally, you're just kind of retreading the same, yeah the same story over and over and over. And so it's kind of one of those, you have those moments you're like, this has happened already. What right. are we doing exactly. here? They've, we've already, we've already gone down this path. They just want to highlight again, kind of the, right. Though this is sort of Hari's plan, and this is kind of the religion, yeah. its effect that it has on the people, and and the power and its use of sort of subjugating and and imposing its will, yeah, and and, and protecting it, because that was the whole thing. Is like the right. whole idea is we want to create this this sort of religion based around this trade and this these weapons or this this nuclear power as a means of protecting ourselves, because right. we won't you can't be aggressive towards us if we are like the the center of this religion. You know, right. you're you're your your subjects would revolt and and so it's you know it's kind of just a retreading each time of how they do that yeah but but the the worst part of all of it is so you have like you have this build up to some sort of like you know uh situation right yeah then you have this like perceived enemy and i say perceived because instead of like um, what was the first Anacreon? Is that the, yeah. the planet where they built the big or they fixed up they, the big warship? Yeah, they wanted them to that fix could, up like, the big nuke warship. A planet. Yeah, why not have them fucking nuke a planet and make it like a real thing, like not their planet, but another one? So it was like, oh shit, these guys can do it. No, he just says oh, could blow they up can a do planet. It. Yeah, <laughs> this, this book is the we said this before. This yeah. book is the golden rule in storytelling, right? Is show don't tell. Yeah. Is you want you want to be shown things, you want to be brought along the story. You don't want everything just set an exposition because right. that's 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 lazy storytelling really if it's just like i don't really know how to creatively bring people along on the story so i'm just going to tell them what's happening or right. tell them this this book is this book breaks that rule every time it it's all telling and no showing it literally like when the the climax happened in both of the major plots sure both of the main characters were standing again, standing in the same room as the person they're opposed to, and explained to them why they were getting their ass kicked. Yeah. Like, yeah. it just it yeah. boggled my mind the whole time. You're, yeah, you, you uh, look. If we could sum up this this book into like uh, a sentence, it's it's characters standing in a room talking to each other yeah. about all the stuff that's happening around them that right. you don't know exactly. or see. That's, or that's exactly you don't it. know where. Yeah. You just hear characters at, at times you lose yourself. I'm like, where are they even? I don't even they're just right. they're just talking. They're what just is sending? Yeah. There's like, just exposition. That's why, all it is. Why why did did Harden have to explain all of the religion stuff? Wouldn't it been so much cooler if the the king or whatever had been in the middle of his fucking party? Harden's not even on the planet doing his thing. Yeah. Power goes out. Everybody's wondering what's going on. We're kind of wondering what's going on as readers. Maybe he gets torn to shreds over the coming days because power's gone. And then, 
you know, the foundation comes in and basically says, F you, you know, we're going to here to restore but your instead, religion and store. But instead, he's literally narrating to the this guy. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. This is what happens. And it happens. Okay, yeah. cool. And, and then he shoots himself in the freaking head. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, okay, I can't deal with this. Like... <laughs> Are you kidding me? And then it's the same thing at the with the trial with the Corellians or whatever the, oh, the, the, God, other, yeah. the other thing, which was even less interesting to me than I, I man, it's there, there's so much hot garbage in here. <laughs> like it's, it's I'm not sucks. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm not I'm not off the ledge like you. You, I'm totally, you jumped. You're I'm, you're in the you're in the pit of of no, anger. I so here's the funny thing. I I very consciously like reserved judgment and I don't know how. But, like, I didn't get fired up about the book until I sat down and, like, I literally sat outside last night and I just thought about the entirety. And then I just got really angry <laughs> and I wanted to text you so bad, but I just didn't want to, like, we I had didn't want to ruin, that, I didn't want to We had to create that, that separation so that when we come into the studio, that's the first time we get to sort of react to each other's opinions okay. about what's going on here. Exactly. So, I, I had a weird reaction to something in this book and... I wanted to, I just thought of a question. Um, what What was the one thing that you found most jarring about the, the like, place, the actual, like, setting of of the book at any, at any point? Like, whether it was just sort of like the atmosphere. Like, I found something to be really strange very early, and I started tracking it. It to see like well, no, you when, gotta, it would, when I, it would come I, up. I, no, okay, I'm, okay. Completely, I'm completely in the dark on this. So okay. What? So, did you notice that women were not referenced? Oh, the, yeah, it was until like until like way late. Yeah, well, okay, okay. That was one of the criticisms that I've seen about this book. Like when I when I'd seen previously, is like, yeah, it's you know they refer to the people of of their and their women and children or the women and children. No, it's like so separate. It's like I, the people so being all the guys, and then I think I subconsciously clued in on this like. Going through uh, Harden's story um, really early on because I had sort of the same reaction where like you don't you don't get like a rich understanding of like what is around like what is what are these worlds like yeah like how do they are they making fake atmosphere like how how do these things like what are the planets like not important what are, society, what are buildings novel. like you know like not important weather whatever don't build the world so I, for some reason it it dawned on me and maybe this is just like hypersensitivity just because of our culture right now of like where are all the women and the first reference i i i it's like the the bitchy wife no there's one there's one before that when harden is going through the the party before he goes to the private room uh Somebody notices him, and he makes he makes a reference on page one forty six about a dowager duchess. I don't even know. I meant to look up what dowager means. Uh, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that right now. But that was the first reference of a female, and then they like they went dark again until yeah his his like bitchy wife, which by the way like she was just a punching bag. Like that was just ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, a dowager is uh, a dignified elderly woman, uh, a widow with a title or property derived from her late husband. I don't know how Hardin would have been able to tell that she was a widow. Uh, I mean, she had a, look, she had a black veil. She just walked yeah, around. Yeah, because all widows the do The picture that. Of, her, yeah. of her deceased husband. As, as we know from our, our rich uh, cultural background that, that Asimov I, I gives sp- us. I spent a lot of time near widows, so. Yeah. <laughs> So then, then we get the. That we get sounded like really the, weird. That's uh, creepy. Yeah, I was just gonna ignore. We're it. We're just gonna pass that by. What was the the commandanta or 
Commodora. What was what was his, what did they call his wife? The Commodore's wife, Commodora. I don't remember <laughs> this book. I don't blame you for purging these things. Anyway, so that, uh, that was that was whatever her name was. I don't think they yeah, gave her a name. Yeah, there was. I mean, yeah, there was a distinct lack of any type of female characterization in this book. Yeah, whatsoever. So, and you know, I don't chalk it up to what? Chalk it up to the time period it was written. Chalk it up to the author. Just chalk it up to probably everything. Probably I mean, everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy probably wasn't comfortable writing writing about women. Well, like, he shouldn't have been comfortable writing about anybody. That, that, yeah. That that era probably wasn't. But I seriously started wondering early on if like this was an all male society and how they like propagated. Like I, I'm not kidding. I yeah. that was a, that was an actual thought. Fair enough. That I had. That's an interesting point. Because they never. That's not something that's ever really addressed. Right. So my thought about this book then is since it's considered to be kind of a foundation for uh, 20th century science fiction, what are the, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the person that, that, that reads this and is genuinely sort of captivated by it and pulled in because we've talked, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I know there are all different types of people that read for all different types of reasons. Speaking for myself, I don't read things that are necessarily overly complex or overly simplistic. Like the most important thing to me is something that makes me think and not think in a way that it's like, ooh, that's challenging. Right. Think in a way that it's like it makes me, it, it takes me outside of my world for right. for an hour, for two hours, for 30 minutes, for however long I'm reading it. And it brings me into this world and it allows me to sort of take part in that. It, it, for me, it's all about the storytelling, right? Yeah. And so we've, we've, we've had all sorts of books kind of on the podcast up until this point. We've talked about it even back when we talked about Sound of the Fury and Faulkner and how a lot of that book seemed the... We couldn't really understand a lot of the critical praise for it. Yeah. And then it was kind of, it seemed as though it was a lot self-congratulatory just because of the complexity in which that right. book is written and right. sort of deciphering it. And with this book, it's not its not the complexity. There isn't, there's no complex idea or, no. or complex. There's there's an interesting premise in it and some interesting ideas addressed, but it's not something that it's like terribly difficult to follow. You know, it's not a hard read. So it's 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 lacking that sort of, element that that I would say would grab somebody and interest them. So I, I just I don't understand for me what causes this book to be so highly praised. And I don't know if a lot of that is people have read all of the works and like even gone back and read the prequels and maybe in in concert all of them have somehow sort of, you know, you you have Asimov apologists that have gone back and said, no, okay, well all of this together and this idea, you know, it, it creates this really great you know, baseline story and baseline foundation for uh, science fiction. And it's just, I don't know. I that, that was the biggest thing for me, just taking away from this and having read the whole thing. It's just, man, I don't understand the positive feedback on this. Yeah, I, I don't either. Um, and I don't think that the rest of the series is much better just so oh, i don't i don't think it's gonna did be you, some, did you read through the end of our book where they had the rest of the rest of the no like, mine i don't think had the different okay. but so I, I don't think it's something that we're going to be going back to and ever addressing on the podcast I, I agree. unless we just have like a make yourself miserable week yeah. or something so if if you do want to read the rest of the foundation series um and want to be totally surprised then plug your ears for like the next 30 seconds because i'm going to summarize what these these are like back cover like okay. summaries all right for the, for the other books. So Foundation, the, the first one. Then you had Foundation and Empire. Uh, so basically, uh, there's 
another struggle. There's something called a, uh, a, a the mute uh, the mule. He's a mutant intelligence with a power greater than a dozen battle fleets, a power that could turn the strongest willed humans into an obedient slave. So that's introduced in the next book. Okay. See, I would have liked that in this one. That might have actually been interesting. But at this point, okay. I'm not sold on no on anything. Um, and then the second foundation, uh, shocker. Uh, after years of struggle, the foundation lies in ruins, destroyed by the mutant mind power of the mule. Uh, but oh rumored, no! I was hoping that the guy with but the it's power that, to subjugate that there everything. is a second foundation, which we do know. Hidden somewhere at the end of the galaxy, and the mule can't find it in the last book, so he tries in the second book called or third book called Second Foundation, not to be confusing at all. Then it goes so, on. Hold on, so we have Foundation, yeah. Foundation Part Two, and then the Second Foundation. No, we, we which have, is the we have third Foundation, book. Foundation and Empire, Second Foundation. Then we have Foundation's Edge. Uh, and some things happen, then there's uh there's Foundation Earth and Foundation uh uh foundation the foundation oh sorry forward the foundation <laughs> foundation the fa- I, I, I was about to it sounds the, like i was about to throw the book down it sounds like the the literary uh equivalent of one of my favorite movie series of all time and it's the earnest movie <laughs> <laughs> where you just have jim varney is earnest it's yeah. like you've got earnest at summer camp earnest goes to jail Ernest, the mule has blown up Ernest's... The, the, uh, mu- the mutant mind mule. Oh, my favorite, though, is Ernest Scared Stupid, where he, they uh, fight the uh, trolls or gremlins or trolls. I believe they're trolls. You know, I never uh, I never saw any of those movies, but one of my favorite childhood memories uh, was we'd go to Blockbuster every Friday night. Oh, God. And the Ernest movies always had really funny covers. Yes. Like, it was just him with his dumb face, like, yeah. doing, like, you know, whatever. Uh, so... All right, I'm I'm done. I, I I've got I've got nothing Let's else. Let's get enjoyable. into questions. We've um, got we've got a, whatever our questions are left. You just oh yeah, I've got nothing. What, what got do you nine. have? left? All right, my last question, I guess, out of all the time reading this book and trying to think of like actual legitimate questions, I couldn't um, without just knowing that you would get ins- yeah insanely angry Sorry. at just the the premise that I would actually I'm not angry try at to, you. I'm just angry. that we would even try to break down. Uh, <laughs> So the one thing that stood out to me, the entirety of, of this novel, as though it weren't difficult enough as, as is because it, you're kind of just thrust in these like different separate things and there's no real world building. It's just kind of, you know, you're there yeah. and there's characters. Is their fucking names? Yes. <laughs> their names were so strange. And I don't, the, one of my questions was, was it was, I don't know if it's a lot of these names, you know, I don't know if they're like actual names or if Asimov is just, stringing together things and yeah and creating these names but i thought it was funny because pretty much every name in this book is just incomprehensibly dumb yes um so if you were in the foundation universe what would your uh ridiculous name be uh so i i was fielded this question before the show so i came up with yes uh, you, I, I gave you fleck mindler gave you some time to think fleck mindler yeah okay i i like it mine what, what did you come up with my name is waffer who's pick <laughs> waffer who's pick all right uh can we come up with one more name each based on objects or words only in the room that we're in right now. Okay. Uh, you do the first half of the first... You do the first half of the first name, I'll do second half, and then you do the second half of the second name, and I'll do the first half. 20 seconds. Okay. All right, I'm ready. Uh, I, 
Um, so first half, the first name. Uh, first half, the first name is Lamb. Mug. <laughs> All right, and Lamb Mug. Lamb Mug, and the second or, or the first half of the second name is Doll. <laughs> Why is there doll in here? That was my uh, first it's, question. It's a, it's a smoker. It's like a it's a thing I got in Germany. You okay. put incense in it. Doll. It's like a, uh, Kerr. Okay. Dalker. Dalker. So what's her name? Uh, it is Lamag Dalker. Actually, that's what she sounds. Wow. So that's all right. We just unveil unveiled. We're like the mass magician, but for Isaac Asimov's. Uh, naming policy yeah i think we nailed it that's uh, pretty good maybe we should write some fanfic like based off of this maybe maybe I that'll be a special maybe that'll be a special like you pay us money and we'll maybe actually do that because that sounds terrible that, that would be funny i would i would do it i would do it like if it was we'll a come up story. with our own asimov short stories yeah, maybe if we ever get into like charity stuff um we can i don't know why i don't feel charitable but <laughs> not after reading this book all right we, we do we definitely need to get back on track with kind a of good book. I think I think we've got but a again, couple good ones picked, but I do think we need to come back to this genre because I feel like we should give it another shot. Yeah. I, I don't think that this truly was the foundation to the genre that <laughs> we were looking for. Perhaps there's something I think maybe something a little more uh just uh just bullshit. Just right. like just kind of a space opera like I said, something more in that in that wheelhouse would be a little bit more entertaining for us. I agree. I have an idea. Okay. We have we have a Twitter account. Oh, we have a Twitter account. Yes. Of course. At Better Bookshelf, because putting the in there was too long. So at Better Bookshelf, if you're a fan of science fiction and you actually listen to this, so like two people are going to tweet at us. That's fine. One of which maybe only has Twitter. We'll have, somebody else will have to create an account. Anyway, tweet at us what science fiction book we should have read instead of this that will make up for it. So we don't have this bad taste in our mouth about this genre or supposed science fiction book. All right, I like it. All right, so let's, move, let's, let's yeah, let's, let's get move on, on to, with our to, lives. To, to to greener pastures and let's talk about the books that are coming up. So yes, uh, we're gonna start. Uh, previously, up until this point, we've kind of been alternating back and forth. Ryan to pick a book, I pick a book. You know, la da 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 da. Yep. Um, but we want to let you guys know a little bit more in advance about kind of what books are coming down the pike. So instead of just talking about next week's book or next episode's book, I don't know why I keep saying next week, next episode's yeah. books, we're going to give you the, the next two books. So Ryan, you've got the next pick. What is the next book coming down the pike for us that we're going to be reading? We're going to do hundred years of solitude. I'm excited about that. But yes. Gabriel, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Yes. Yeah. Gabriel. Gabriel, or Gabriel, 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 prefer- Gabriel. Prefer- we're going to bastardize author's names. Probably. Throughout this. this is going to be great. But yeah, uh, excited. Yeah, highly acclaimed book. Supposedly really good. Fantastic so. writer. I've, short stories are out of this world. I'm lazy, so I like short stories. So a lot of a lot of writers. There's nothing I just, wrong with that. It's like the first thing I grab just to get like a flavor before I dig into something. But yeah, I'm super excited about this book. All right, so that's what we've got coming up next episode, and then the episode after that is my pick. We're gonna go with a little bit of uh, a little bit of alternate history and one of my favorite time periods. Uh, Early World War and uh, Cold War is some of my favorite time periods for any type of alternate history stuff. I just think it's super, or not yeah. even just alternate history, but just history in general and just sort of the underlying everything that's going on. But we're going to stick to alternate history and we're going to read The Plot Against America by Philip Roth. The whole premise behind it 
is essentially if FDR lost his election and if Charles Lindbergh had been elected president, who was, I believe, you know, a big voice in the America first uh, sort of party and kind of the rise of nationalist. Yeah. Rise of ish alternative view of our involvement or non-involvement in world war and kind of that rise of ideology. So Hmm. should be interesting. Yeah. Have a little taste. So those are our next two books. And uh, then next time we'll give you another book. So you guys can hopefully kind of keep up with what we're doing. If you finish quicker than us or if there's something you want to skip, you know what's coming up next. So you don't have to listen to the end of every, every episode uh, just to hear what we're reading. So, all right. Well, uh, I'm glad I read this uh, because I know that there are at least five or six other books in the world. Uh, actually, I know that there are 500 other books in the world oh, that I don't, I don't have to read. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting. First, it was first a journey. Everything's a journey, and I'm glad that we've we've. I was I was worried that if we sort of racked up too many books in a row that we enjoyed and we never got to one that we panned that we would be just seen as weak. Yeah. That we would have to keep that streak alive. So I'm glad we got a we got one that we just immediately have to just explode out Agreed. of the way early. So Agreed. All right, next next uh, episode, I almost did it too. I almost said week. Next episode, 100 Years of Solitude. Thank you guys for listening and until next time.